G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson. Welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. Remember, you can hear 2020 live each weekday from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Time on Vision. We're back today talking about some of the resources that inform you as a Christian on election issues ahead of the September federal election in Australia. And there are perhaps more resources available to you than you might imagine. Peter Hallett from the blog site called Australian Christian Voter is a former newspaper editor and journalist and he's back with us today to talk through some of the resources that will inform you on issues, commentary and candidates in your local area. Hello, Peter Hallett. Welcome back to 2020. Yeah, great to be with you, Neil. Peter, uh, coming up to election time, uh, there's a whole plethora of new political parties. Uh, They're all standing for something. And I guess uh, one of the things we want to talk about today is is how you can actually get into uh, some of the understanding about what's happening electorally uh, without just having to wait for, you know, the latest headline in a news report. You've got some resource ideas for us. Absolutely. Well, we have quite a long election campaign still ahead of us. So I think there's plenty of time for everyone to just check out some of the the interesting uh, sidelights of uh, who's standing for what and how do you find out uh, what your um, candidates or parties or the people you're interested in, what they actually stand for and what they're talking about. And so where do you find the information you're talking about, Peter? Well, um, if, if it's, say, to do with, uh, well, what, what are the parties out there? Uh, um, the, the Australian Electoral Commission, actually, their website, aec.gov.au, uh, it discloses everyone who applies to become a political party. So if you went to that website right now, you'd discover that there's someone applied to become the Australian Independents, the Australian Motoring Enthusiasts, the Australian Sports Party, the, the Republican Party of Australia, just to name a few. Um, and you can sign up for an alert and uh, be notified of that. And, um, yeah, some some of those parties might slot in with your interest. Some of them are Christian parties as well, of course, and uh, so that's a useful one. Also at the AEC site, the Australian Electoral Commission, you can uh, check out what your electorate is. If you don't know, you can type in your postcode. You can even check if you're enrolled, so it's quite a handy Site. We'll come back to those Christian parties in just a few moments, but there's a few weird and wonderful ones too. Uh, people who are up on their soapbox uh, over particular uh, issues or interests. I'm just thinking of the Pirates Party. There's a number like that, aren't there? Yeah, well, the Pirate Party is an interesting one. You might have uh, visions of someone with a you know an eye patch on and uh, a parrot on their shoulder, but in fact, they are probably a reasonably powerful party because they represent all those online people who are concerned about the way copyright law works. And in other nations of the world where a party like this has got up, they've actually have won some electoral success. So um, that is one. There's now a voluntary euthanasia party, um, and Philip Nietzsche, the doctor, is involved in that. And uh, they are obviously advocating uh, just 
that voluntary euthanasia be uh, put uh, forward. So, and then there's uh, the WikiLeaks party with Julian Assange, and that has uh, been registered um, and is currently, uh, you know, planning to run him in the uh, uh, the Senate, probably in Victoria. So. It is fascinating what is going on out there as people manoeuvre towards the election. How much information do you find there on the Australian Electoral Commission site? Uh, because are all the policies of these parties listed? No, usually what happens is it shows who's actually made the application, and sometimes that's very interesting. Um, but often there's a link to a website, or you can certainly, once you see the name, you can search for it. And um, most of these parties then have a website where you could check out uh, what the purpose is behind uh, their um, existence, Peter? Last time we were talking, uh, we were talking about the new Christian parties that were uh, on the horizon, uh, uh, putting their hand up with the upcoming election. Uh, what ones can you uh, let us know about uh, that are that are standing this coming election? Well, um, I guess we're all meant to be uh, familiar with uh, the, the Christian Democrats, which are Fred Nile and uh, they run nationally, um, and also Family First uh, is associated in many people's minds uh, with the Christian community. Australian Christians uh, is, a, is a newer party and um, did express some uh, attempts to um, unify the political vote, but in reality I think they are now a third option. Of course, the um, uh, there's also uh, Bob Catter has thrown his hat in the ring. Uh, he's on the conservative side of politics, but he does lay a claim to, to representing Christians as well. His definition of Christian really being to do the right thing to one another. Um, but he has certainly in Parliament made a point of saying, well, we, we, we seek to represent um, uh, Christians as well. And then there's the Democratic Labor Party, which has a senator in Victoria, and they have, a, I guess, a Catholic background and certainly line up on uh, in a lot of policy areas with uh, other Christian parties. So you can see even just from that group, and there would be some other smaller ones and also independents, there's a bit of choice there. And I'm, I guess I would be concerned, one, that um, it's a tough gig to do well in an election, and uh, newer parties often, my guess is, are yet to find that out. And also, um, do we split? Uh, that vote if people say I want to vote for a Christian party and then actually discover there's quite a few choices uh, do we minimise the impact uh, I think they're questions it's not, we can't really tell people what they should do but I, I guess I'd like people to think through um, are we actually uh, aiding the Christian vote or uh, you know, minimising its impact Interesting you raise that uh, with a whole bunch of parties. Supposing all of those Christian parties were standing in every electorate, uh, well, with our preferential voting system, you'd be able to put a one in your preference and then you'd you know, be listing two, three, four, five. But if you have six Christian parties there, you can only really put one in those. Uh, you, what you're saying is that somehow or other the, the Christian vote may be spread a little thin. Yeah, I think it mostly has an impact in the Senate. Um, it's probably going to be unlikely that a, a Christian party would get a candidate up in the House of Reps um, unless they had a very, very uh, strong local candidate. But in the Senate, uh, certainly Family First had a senator um, in Victoria and he was replaced by um, the Democratic Labor Party. So, um, And on occasions it can be how well do those Christian parties direct their preferences to one another. 
um, because there's always that temptation for a deal, say, with a major party, um, on the chance that you might end up you know, getting a big groundswell of support through that. So, look, I, I would only hope that the Christian parties would really be careful about their the way they recommend preferences and the deals that they do to give the maximum impact for a, a Christian wanting to vote for a Christian party. And I guess it'd be fair enough to assume, Peter, that uh, all of these Christian parties that we've been talking about, they all have websites and they all have policies listed uh, that uh, lend some insight into what's happening on the Australian political landscape now and bringing a Christian and often biblical perspective. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, they're all varying in quality and, and sometimes the information is a little sparse, but uh, they definitely, like Family First, um, the Christian Democrats, Australian Christians all have a web presence, um, Democratic Labor Party. You, you certainly could look there and begin. I think particularly as the election draws near, you'll find more of their policies, more of their candidates listed and start to get your head around what your choices might be in your particular location. And then, of course, there are websites too, uh, some of those that uh, people will regularly hear here on Vision. Of course, uh, the Australian Christian Lobby and uh, the likes of the Salt Shakers, uh, who have a lot of Christian commentary on their websites about those uh, policies that are facing the nation, and I guess uh, they'd be including where Christian voters might be uh, wanting to cast their vote. Yeah, look, they are two. Uh, they're, they're two good sites that you list there, uh, which I also uh, link to on my my blog because of that very reason. They give tend to give more commentary on uh, policies. They're not uh, beholden to a particular party, um, but they certainly would give you some uh, feedback on um, you know what what's out there. I think another one that I'd encourage people to think about would be something like Micah Challenge um, because, and they come from more of a, say, a justice, social justice point of view. They certainly have some good uh, things there. Uh, Centre for Public Christianity is a good website which uh, is broader than politics, but it certainly, as the election draws near, I'm sure it'll have some articles on that. So, uh, look, World Vision is a great resource often. Tim Costello often comments on federal politics particularly around uh, overseas aid. And so um, I think if you stay in touch with those uh, areas of the Christian community, you will get a well-rounded view of um, policy and and voting, um, you know, ideals. Well, Peter Hallett, very insightful. Thank you for uh, sharing those things with us today. I'll point people to your website at www.australianchristianvoter.com. And uh, as a former newspaper editor and a journalist, uh, people will be interested in the types of things that you're posting there and, of course, the links that make it easy to uh, be able to see what Christians are standing for in the upcoming election. Peter Hallett, thanks for being with us today on 2020. My pleasure. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.